0: everyone welcome to crime cults and coffee i'm kelsey and i'm bryn and is there anything you wanted to start off with today's episode with
1: yes actually
0: i'm excited okay i think it's what i think
1: <laughs> i want to thank anyone who listened to an episode i think about two weeks ago now where i asked you to manifest me getting these kittens
0: yay
1: (laughs) because it happened and I just picked up my second one today I got my first one I picked him up about I think almost two weeks ago now a week and a half ago so I officially have both of them
0: he is so cute I have yet to see more pictures of the second one but they're both
1: adorable
0: and I'm just so happy you got both of them
1: Yeah, the first one that I picked up, we've officially named Minerva, Mm. and we call him Irv for short because we did give him a girl's name.
0: (laughs) I love that the short name is Irv, though. Like, that's the cutest fucking cat name I've ever heard.
1: Yeah, he already knows his name, too, and we're just obsessed with him. He's so cute. He's special in his own way because my two cats that passed away within the past year He is literally the perfect combination of both of them, and as our niece Ava said to me, she's like, they sent him to you.
0: Oh my god, that's the cutest thing I've ever heard.
1: Yeah, he does specific things that my cats used to do, like really strange things where he'll stare at me and put his little paw on my cheek and just look at me, and- (laughs) <laughs> he'll also my one cat it was really odd but she used to lick the top of my eyelid and he does that oh my god yeah it's he's so precious obviously the second one i i haven't gotten to know as well yet but i'm absolutely obsessed with her already we've officially named her florence Oh my
0: God, so cute. Can you please tell her them what the name was or do you not want to share that?
1: Yeah, no, I'll share. So this is why Florence is very special and I'm sure she's special outside of this as well. But like I just said, I haven't gotten to know her on a personal level yet. So we decided to get Florence because she has one eye and she has four paws, but she can only walk on three of them. And I saw her and instantly fell in love with her. Her fur is like so velvety and she's so sweet and precious. And we decided to name her Florence because I love the band Florence and the Machine. And they have a song called Girl with One Eye.
0: That is A, the cutest thing I've ever heard. And B... Like, that cat is going to have the best life with you guys.
1: I am so excited. As soon as we're done recording, I'm just going to go snuggle with them because I'm going to try to acclimate them and see what happens tonight. Mm -hmm. I planned on doing it slowly, but if all goes well, maybe they'll have an instant connection. If it doesn't go well, I'll have to just slowly continue to acclimate them.
0: I don't even know how you're recording because, like (laughs) I say, she literally just went and picked up this new kitten.
1: Yeah, like picked up the kitten, came home, situated her, and then have been prepping to record this.
0: (laughs) So funny. I can't believe you're doing it, but so happy you got both of them. They're so
1: cute. Thank you. And Irv, oh my gosh, I just want to say one more little cute thing that he's been doing. (laughs) He's been sleeping in my room with me at night. And last night, I woke up in the middle of the night. He was literally curled in a ball against my stomach. Oh my god with me in fetal position and he was just there and randomly in the night I'll wake up and his little face is just face to face with mine like nose to nose oh he's so sweet
0: we cuddle with Timo too
1: <laughs> yeah but Timo's been getting a little bit annoyed because <laughs> if he hears movement in the night and sometimes he doesn't wake up but sometimes the kitten will but if he thinks it's oh it's time to wake up he'll start playing with Timo's ears Oh my god. At like two o'clock in the morning? That
0: would piss me the fuck off.
1: (laughs) So yeah, he's been getting annoyed with it. Like, I think he's ready for the cat to be out of our room at this point at night, but I'm not.
0: (laughs) Oh my god, that would piss me off so bad.
1: (laughs) So yeah, welcome everyone, Florence and Minerva, aka Irv. I love that. Oh, Thank you. Do yeah. you have anything you want to share before we get started? Yeah,
0: there's one thing I wanted to bring up, and I'm super excited about it. Actually, one of our listeners mentioned to me that there's a new Netflix series out called The Watcher. Have you heard about this? Yeah, because
1: one of our listeners mentioned it to me as well.
0: <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, so basically, it's a Netflix series that is just coming out. I think, actually, the first episode was yesterday. Ooh. Yeah, and it's on Netflix. It's from the same creator that made American Horror Story.
1: Oh, that is to be very good, then.
0: Right? And then some characters in it where I'm like, holy shit. freaking Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, wow. AKA Stifler's mom. So, basically, anyway, I'm getting too excited about it. It's a series about one of the urban legends slash haunted places that i had covered a long time ago back in episode 68 i'm not going to get too into it because i want to ruin it. it just go back and listen to episode
1: 68 yeah do it right now yeah well, actually after this episode
0: honestly do it because i've heard so many people talking about this and it, the episode kind of gives you an overview and then you get to go and watch it so i'm so fucking pumped to watch it
1: Me too. I think I might do that after with my kittens cuddled up.
0: Right? I think just, like, the first episode is out, but, I mean, I'm excited about it.
1: Super exciting. Sorry, I was taking a sip of coffee. I was going to say, was
0: there a glitch? (laughs) 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 Oh, I'm trying to think of what else happened recently. It was my birthday yesterday. Yes, happy birthday, Kels. Thank you. It was so much fun. I mean, I worked all day, but other than that, I came home. Carson made me dinner. It was very nice.
1: Very Uh, nice.
0: Yeah, we're going to hang out this weekend. All right, do you want to get into our coffee?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Okay, I'm excited about this one. So you picked this one up in Salem, right? Yes, I did. So the name of the place that we are reviewing from is Coven Coffee Co. And their website is covencoffeeco.com.
1: Yes. And if you want to check out their Instagram, it's Coven Coffee.
0: And honestly, I feel like this is like the perfect little coffee to get while you're in Salem. They have so many delicious sounding coffees. So if you want to talk about the one that we have, and then I'll talk about some other ones that are on their website as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. And once this episode comes out, if you choose not to buy online and you want to pick it up at the shop in Salem, I will tag that in our highlights with this coffee, even though it is from Coven Coffee Company. Yep. So the flavor, if you want to call it that, that we're reviewing today is Coco Peanut Potion like what yeah I had a really hard time deciding which one I wanted to buy when I was there and the girl in the shop was like this one's my fave try it so I was like okay and mom actually tried it before we did and she said it was one of her favorites that she's tried so far
0: it's so fucking good
1: yeah it is a medium roast And something I love about their bag, it's kind of set up like mystical looking and then it says conjure up the perfect cup.
0: So cute.
1: So what are you thinking about this coffee, the Poco Peanut Potion?
0: This one is, oh my god, it actually is one of my favorites that we've reviewed. I I,
1: concur.
0: I am just obsessed with peanut butter and you put it in coffee and it can't be bad. And honestly, that's the first thing I taste. It tastes like you took a spoonful of peanut butter and like mixed it in with your coffee.
1: Yeah. The thing I really liked about this coffee too is that even though it's a medium roast, I tried it black at first before I added a little bit of creamer. And it was very strong for a medium roast.
0: Yeah, I agree. And it came ground, right? Yeah. Yeah, so usually whenever we get coffee sent to us, they come whole bean because they say it's supposed to be, you know, freshest that way when you freshly ground it. But this was very, very fresh. Yeah, for a ground coffee, I agree. Yeah, I don't know. This is like one of my favorites. It's very smooth.
1: And I think this coffee would be even better iced. Yes. If it were that time of year. I mean, I drank iced coffee year-round, but tonight I just made it hot because I'm chilled to the bone from rain <laughs> right now. <laughs> but I think this one would be even better poured over ice with maybe a peanut butter cold foam on top.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. That That's what insane. I'm picturing. <laughs> oh, my God. We should do that.
1: For sure, because this, this is a really good coffee. Like Kelsey said – You can taste the notes of peanut butter. You can taste the cocoa side of it. And it basically tastes like a peanut butter cup in coffee form.
0: Oh, my God. What would you rate it?
1: I think I would rate this one an 8.759.
0: I was going to say nine. Yeah. (laughs) This is, like, one of the best ones we've had in a really long time, I think.
1: I really love it, and I cannot wait to reach out to this coffee company and see if maybe we can collab with them on a little more. Yeah,
0: because listen, okay, these are all the other flavors that are on their website. Well, some of them. Ghost S'mores. Mm. Like, that sounds amazing. Hazelnut Hex.
1: That's the other one I almost got.
0: Yeah, because you know us with hazelnut. But <laughs> I understand the peanut butter. A couple others. Cinnaspel, which mm-hmm. sounds amazing. Orchard Donut. Oh my god, I just want them all.
1: Wow. And if all of them are half as good as this brew was, we know they make a fucking good cup of coffee. So For
0: real. And they have a cute little tumbler with their logo on it, but it's sold out. God damn it, I want that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Speaking of tumblers, shout out Rad Coffee real quick. I ordered another tumbler from them the other day because remember the one they had sent to me with one of my orders last year? Mm-hmm. It broke when I was at the studio last week. Oh, shit. And I was like, God, thank goodness it is Halloween season right now because they only sell this specific Tumblr around Halloween. And I went right online within two minutes and ordered a new one.
0: Oh, my God. Did you get the same one?
1: Yeah. <laughs> but it's seasonal. So if it was two months from now that my tumbler broke, I wouldn't have been able to get it.
0: Thank you, Rod Coffee, for having amazing merch.
1: Yeah, for real, though. <laughs> I do want a new pair of sweatpants from them, though, and I didn't see any sweats on there right now.
0: I know. It looks like they have some shorts. I'm looking on their website now because now I want something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> get the same tumbler as me. The thing is so good. I'm looking at it right now.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: It's fun.
0: I might have to.
1: All right, so we ready to get into it?
0: Yeah, now that we've spent some time bullshitting. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, grab your coffee and have a morning with us. So, speaking of Coven Coffee Company, <laughs>
0: perfect coffee.
1: And speaking of spooky season tumblers, <laughs> today's story that we're going to be talking about is that of Agnes Sampson. Agnes Sampson was also known as, quote unquote, the wise wife of Keith. She lived at Nether Keith which is a part of Keith Marischal Barony in East Lothian, Scotland. There are no known documents of her birth date. She was said to have healing powers and worked as a midwife. She cared for many neighbors with ailments. She was also a widow with children. Where did you
0: hear of her? Because I've never heard of her before.
1: So I had briefly heard her name mentioned before. I don't know if it was in passing of a show or a book I read, Mm -hmm. but I only remembered the name Agnes, really. I didn't really remember much about her. And then I was specifically looking online for cases regarding what happened to her Mm -hmm. and stumbled across her name and was like oh yeah so then that's how i found her
0: got it okay because i've never heard of her but her the story is crazy
1: yeah and i honestly didn't remember a lot of this story at all so the events leading up to the trials because surprise this does involve witch trials spring 1590 And Kelsey and I are probably going to fuck that up a bunch this episode and say 1950 because Uh, that tends to happen. (laughs) I believe we did that in our last Twitch Trials episode we did.
0: Yeah, it's a long time ago.
1: Yeah, hopefully we catch it and correct it and everyone doesn't get too upset about it because obviously we're not doing it intentionally. (laughs) Spring 1590, James VI returned from Copenhagen. After he married Anne of Denmark, who was the daughter of the King of Denmark, Norway. Shortly after his return, the Copenhagen witch trials began in Denmark. This was led by Danish Admiral Peter Monk. The trials took off after the accusation of a woman named Galis Duncan. And Galis Duncan is actually... Have you ever seen the show Outlander? No. Have you heard of it? <laughs> yes. Okay. I have not watched any episodes on this, but when I was looking up how to do name pronunciation, a person who plays Gailis Duncan in Outlander pronounced her name. So oh. she's a character in Outlander.
0: Oh my God. I didn't even know that.
1: Yeah, me either. And now I really want to watch the show.
0: I've heard so many recommendations of Outlander. I'm just such a slacker.
1: Me too. I've had at least five people tell me to watch that show and that I would love it, and I just haven't started it yet.
0: Add it to the list.
1: Yeah. The, the mile-long list. <laughs>
0: like our recommendation list. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, Galis Duncan, she was a quote-unquote maid servant accused of being a witch by David Seaton. Apparently, she was, quote, far too talented a healer for his liking. Mm. and this is a quote from edinburgh news sounds
0: like little dick energy on his part
1: yeah and sounds like that typical witch trial viewpoint of wow this woman is way too woman for me she's a witch or wow she's way too talented or she's quote-unquote strange you know what i mean yeah Like there was something off about her in this man's eyes or yeah. too strong-willed about her in this man's eyes.
0: I would have immediately been accused as a witch. Not because I'm strong-willed, but just because I'm such a bitch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would have just played it up and been like, clearly they're accusing me because I'm a quote-unquote hysterical woman, mm-hmm. meaning I'm too outspoken or whatnot. And what else is there to do? Because they're going to try to entrap me in confessing to being a witch or they're going to kill me for not confessing to being a witch. So, I would just go full out weird, I think. So, he also accused her of sneaking out at night. Ooh. <laughs> and if she was stuck in a household with that man, I don't second guess why she would sneak out at night. Right? Gallus was brutally tortured with thumb screws until she confessed.
0: Oh my God.
1: I think that would make anyone confess just to make it stop because that's fucking it, awful. Yeah. She was also stripped and searched for the quote-unquote devil's mark or quote-unquote witch's mark. She ended up being imprisoned and implicated other women, including Agnes Sampson, whose story we'll get into a little further down.
0: Anna Coldings was also one of the victims of the trials. She named five other women and these women all confessed to being guilty of witchcraft by sending devils to climb onto the ship of anne of denmark there was a storm during the voyage that was also said to be caused by the women cuz they can clearly you know cause storms
1: i mean i don't see how this could possibly be proven
0: nothing during the witch trials could have been proven now
1: like. It's all crazy things that there could never be proof
0: of. I'm laughing because it's honestly one of the scariest things that happened in history.
1: It is. It's terrifying. I mean, there's so many scary things that happened in history, but...
0: Right. you mean, I can't compare because there's so many awful things that happened, but just thinking about this specific thing is just horrifying.
1: Right. And how people jumped on the bandwagon and just pointed fingers at whoever or... I mean, we saw a lot of that when we covered Salem witch trials. People would just accuse people they didn't like.
0: Yeah, just to get themselves off, even. Yeah. September 1590, two women at Cronberg were deemed witches and burned.
1: Oh, my God.
0: The following stories are said to have come from the pamphlet printed in London in 1591 called news from Scotland, and also from letters and trial records of the time. So that, I feel like this is pretty accurate documentation. Yeah. I mean, it's literally from the newspaper pretty much that was in the town.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm sure they're missing some forms of documentation. Right. And maybe certain people wrote in certain things here and there of what they believed, because clearly people believed this was happening. But, yeah, agreed. Like, it's probably pretty accurate.
0: Right. And, I mean, things are going to get lost a little bit in translation because you have to modernize the way we talk now versus how they were speaking then.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. So, naturally, things are going to get a little bit misconstrued. But, like, all in all, I think it's a pretty good representation of what happened. Yeah. So, on to talking about the arrest and torture. By fall 1590, Scotland was in the depths of its witch hunts. As mentioned, Galus Duncan accused Agnes Sampson of witchcraft. She was believed to play a role in the storm raising. At this time, many of the accused witches were questioned in trial by the king himself. Oh my god. I feel like that would take so much of his time.
1: Yeah, like how did he have so much time on his hands? He's like, bring them
0: all to me. And there's hundreds of them that he has mm-hmm. to trials for. She was then tortured and confessed. Various kinds of torture were used on Agnes. One was called a quote-unquote witch's bridle, four prongs placed in the mouth, then attached to a device fastened to the wall. Fuck. That is horrifying. That was a a quote from brooklynmuseum.org.
1: That is so horrifying.
0: I know. I cannot i don't know why but like different forms of torture triggers me for some reason and i get physically sick about hearing things like this i can't watch any kind of prisoners of war yeah. like, movies and stuff i get physically sick about it
1: yeah i don't do well with that kind of stuff either any form of sadistic torture or captivity like that and anything regarding children and animals it makes me physically ill
0: oh fucking horrible She was also deprived of sleep. She was bound and twisted by rope on different parts of her body for hours. Literally horrible. Her body was then shaved to reveal the quote unquote privy mark or witch's mark. I feel like they would just literally be like, oh, there's a birthmark. It's that's it.
1: Mm -hmm. To whoever they wanted it to fit.
0: Right. Like, oh, doesn't match the exact description. That works, though. Torture was used to get confessions from around 70 people during this witch hunt. Which, I mean, I would confess under those circumstances to probably anything, just to stop it.
1: Yeah, agreed.
0: Over 100 people were accused, questioned, and arrested during these trials.
1: That's so sickening.
0: How many people?
1: The proceedings were described in 1591, London publication News from Scotland... And this is a modernized version of it. So this is this entire thing I'm about to read is a quote. Quote, This aforesaid Agnes Samson, which was the elder witch, was taken and brought to Holyrood Palace before the king's majesty and sundry other of the nobility of Scotland, where she was straightly examined, but all the persuasions which the king's majesty used to her with the rest of his council might not provoke or induce her to confess anything, but stood stiffly in the denial of all that was laid to her charge, whereupon they caused her to be confined away to prison, there to receive such torture as hath been lately provided for witches in that country, and for as much as by due examination of witchcraft and witches in Scotland, it has lately been found that the devil does generally mark them with a privy mark, By reason, the witches have confessed themselves that the devil doth lick them with his tongue in some private part of their body before he doth receive them to be his servants, which mark commonly is given them under the hair in some part of their body, whereby it may not easily be found out or seen, although they be searched and generally so long as the mark is not seen to those which search them so long the parties that has the mark will never confess anything. Therefore, by special commandment, Agnes Sampson had all her hair shaven off in each part of her body, and her head thrallin constricted, with a rope according to the custom of that country, being a pain most grievous, which she continued almost an hour, during which time she would not confess anything, Until the devil's mark was found upon her privates. Then she immediately confessed whatsoever was demanded of her. And justifying those persons, Afer said to be notorious witches. That was an entire quote from Wiki. That is literally
0: horrifying to hear.
1: Yeah, and I'm sorry, but these people are poking and prodding and looking at her under a microscope over her entire body shaving her and they're saying she finally confessed when they found the devil's mark upon her privates well yeah they were probably doing a lot more than just looking right
0: i mean this poor woman i can't even imagine what she had to go through and so many other
1: women at this time that is absolutely horrifying i can't even imagine that scene So moving on to the confessions and accusations. News from Scotland said that Agnes Sampson confessed to causing the storm that drowned Jane Kennedy on September 7th, 1589, by causing two boats to crash. The story was that she made a charm by sinking a dead cat. And allegedly companions of hers had also attached parts of a dead man to this cat to help sink it. That is, like, the strangest thing I've ever heard. It's so weird. I don't understand. This was put into the sea near Leith, and this same charm was said to cause the storm that was bestowed upon the king's voyage from Denmark in 1590. I just don't get the thought process. No, and where did they come up with all of this? Or did Agnes actually say this? Because she's like, let me just create some kind of fucking story to make them stop.
0: Right. I don't know. So crazy. The following states a phrase that Agnes used to describe the king's voyage. And this is a quote from Wikipedia. Quote, she said that the king's ship experienced a contrary wind to the rest of the ships, then being in his company, which the thing was most strange and true, as the king's majesty acknowledges. For when the rest of the ships had their fair and good wind, then was the wind contrary and altogether against his majesty. Basically, the other ships in the fleet went ahead while the king's ship was forced to change course or be pushed back.
1: Which literally wind can just do. Yeah,
0: so I don't I don't fucking understand.
1: And if there was a storm... There was probably wind and rough seas, so why why would it be strange that this ship would be pushed away from the other ships or something?
0: I don't know. Like, the whole thought, like, why blame a, a person for this? December 1590, English ambassador Robert Bowes claimed that Agnes confessed to the king. He also said that she had mentioned attempts to get clothing of the king's to, quote, work charms. Agnes said that Robert Bowes had actually given her gold while King James VI was in Denmark. She alleged that he wanted her to concoct a charm to hurt the king and make him infertile. He obviously denied these claims. Which, I fucking believe her. Yeah, either
1: that or she's like, I'm gonna fucking show this guy. I'm gonna make him look like a piece of shit. Right. And possibly get him thrown in jail.
0: I mean, either way, good for her.
1: Yeah, either way, she was totally entitled to say that against that man. Right. I mean, he was the one claiming she confessed. Either she was telling the truth and he really was trying to then get her to cast this spell, whether she could or couldn't do it, or, Mm -hmm. yeah, fuck him over. (laughs) Fuck him over, Agnes. Right. January
0: 27, 1591, she allegedly confessed that the devil said he would help her due to her being a widow with children. I feel like at this point, she's just like, all right, I'm giving in. The devil was said to appear to her as a, quote, black man or dog or hayrick. And that was a quote from Wikipedia.
1: I feel like that was a common thing to happen back then as well, is once someone confessed they would then elaborate on their story even more to maybe maybe – maybe either thinking that that would get the torture to stop, obviously, or maybe thinking that it would work in their benefit, where because they're admitting to this crime, they'd get lesser time, or they would be like, okay, we were right kind of thing. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, like to almost appease them.
1: Yeah. And I feel like that was also another thing we had seen in the Salem Witch Trials where – someone either accused a black man appearing telling them to do something or a dog appearing telling them to do something.
0: Yeah, common theme. It's horrible. Allegedly, she had also went to a witch's covenant with her son-in-law. Here, they were said to have collected bones and used them for spells against pain of childbirth.
1: Hey, I mean, if it worked... I was just gonna say that if there was a spell to prevent pain of childbirth I haven't had a child yet I would like to get my hands on that spell.
0: I, my patients would love that spell.
1: That would be absolutely incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like all the witches if there were witches of that time if they could do witchcraft they would be creating that spell.
0: Right it's like they didn't have modern medicine and epidural so she's like I'm gonna make a spell.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be fucking with weather. I would be making spells to prevent pain during childbirth. Right?
0: Another confession stated that she made a wax figure of her (laughs) father-in-law. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Why? (laughs) This was given to a woman complaining about him.
1: (laughs) So the woman was like, Agnes, girl... He's fucking annoying. I can't stand him. Make me a wax figure so I can have my own little personal voodoo doll.
0: Give me a wax voodoo so
1: I can (laughs) fuck with your father-in-law. She's like, say less. I'll do it. (laughs) She's like, I love molding wax. I'll gladly make my father-in-law. He's fucking annoying. Yeah,
0: she's like, I agree with you. Do whatever you want. (laughs) (laughs) oh agnes oh agnes you're such a funny one
1: (laughs) i actually really like this (laughs)
0: one me too side note historian edward j cowan argued that one tale told in which agnes made an image of king james for the devil to cause his death did not fit chronological evidence
1: okay so he's trying to kind of get rid of that
0: Yeah, he's like, she didn't do it. Yeah. There's no evidence. Don't believe them.
1: So moving on to the interrogation and execution. King James VI interviewed Agnes and apparently she said things that she could not have known. Wow. This included bits of a conversation that he had with Anne of Denmark on their wedding night. Mm -hmm. Which maybe Agnes wasn't changing the weather but maybe she was actually gifted
0: right like what if she was just trying to help people
1: Mm-hmm. she was a healer she was a well-known healer she was clearly trying to help people yeah and they just couldn't handle that so until this conversation the king had actually not really believed her or the things she admitted to or potentially forcibly admitted to since she was freaking tortured. Ugh. I feel like that was also a common theme where these witch trials, when they were going on, people were getting scared due to religion or whatnot, or just in general, jumping on the bandwagon. I feel like there were people that were skeptical of it but also afraid of it or didn't want it to become as popular as it was so they kind of just went along with it as well so it would end if that makes sense right like I feel like that's where he was at like at first he's like I don't really buy into all of this but then maybe once it became such a craze he kind of was like okay, I need to interrogate these women and see what this is about and take care of the ones that I actually believe are admitting to this. Right. Which is disgusting. Yeah. January 27th, 1591, she was charged with witchcraft. There were 53 articles of indictment in regards to her charges, and another article had said 51. Regardless, she was found guilty of 49 charges. Oh my God. Yeah. January 28th, 1591, Agnes was taken to Castle Hill in Scotland, where she was strangled with a grot and burned at the stake. Another side note, Edinburgh broad Treasurer's accounts suggest that Agnes was actually burned on January 26th, 1591 this is because there were purchases made for the execution on that date but Robert Bowes wrote that it took place on the 28th so it is most commonly believed to be taken place on January 28th I feel like that's accurate because I feel like things could have been purchased days beforehand right and I mean, if people were there to witness her literally being strangled and then burned at the stake, I'm sure they knew what date that happened on. Right. According to Edinburgh News, quote, all her belongings she had left behind were forfeited for our sovereign lord's use.
0: Interesting.
1: So they literally took everything she had and quote-unquote donated it to the lord's use meaning like the church probably got it or the king and his people probably got it
0: right the people that like least needed it
1: yeah and she was already a widow with multiple children these children were pretty much left with nothing i'm assuming Ugh. Which is so disgusting. And Come the back. fact that they just took her stuff and claimed it as theirs and, like, rectified that by saying, oh, well, it's going to the Lord's use. That is so disgusting. Yeah. That makes me want to throw up.
0: So Like, gross. that they
1: used that as an excuse. Right. So, moving on to the aftermath. Sorry, I'm really heated. <laughs> <laughs> I get really heated over... I mean, anything in history like this in general, I mean, you see how we get during the cases that we cover, but witch trials too. They just get me so pissed off because these people, these women were just living their life and because they were too much for some people, for whatever reason, they were tortured into claiming that they were something they weren't.
0: I just feel like how did you get away with not being accused to be a witch back then you know it's like you were lucky if you didn't
1: right and I'm sorry even if you were a witch you shouldn't be burned or hanged or stoned or murdered for that yeah just because you believed in something that other people didn't or because you were a little different from other people you were made to be an outcast in this most horrific way yeah it's just so sickening that this actually happened. So this is a quote from Edinburgh News. Quote, It is estimated that somewhere between 4,000 and 6,000 people were accused of witchcraft in Scotland throughout the late 1500s and 1600s. I'm going to puke. I know. Although exact numbers of executions and torture are hard to determine, it is thought around 1,500 people were killed by the state with most of them being strangled, then their bodies burned. Ugh. How do you do this to other human beings, and how do you get away with this? I don't
0: know. Oh my god. I just can't even believe how scary it must have been to live back then.
1: Agnes became known as one of the most famous witches in Scotland.
0: January 1944, Helen Duncan was the last woman to be imprisoned for witchcraft in Scotland under the 1735 Witchcraft Act. That is fucking recent.
1: That is fucking terrifying.
0: How the fuck did it last that long? Right.
1: And you know what I just realized as you read that, which is so strange? Helen Duncan was the last woman in Scotland, right? Mm -hmm. This all started with Gailis Duncan.
0: I was thinking the same thing. I was like, are they related? That is so strange. I wonder. Yeah. There's been campaigning from a woman named Zoe Vendatozzi for those convicted of witchcraft between 1563 and 1736 to be legally pardoned. Go, Zoe.
1: That should have happened already.
0: Yeah. Good for her for standing up, though. Yeah. Agnes Sampson's ghost is said to walk about the palace of Holy Root House. I would fucking haunt the shit out of that place.
1: Same. And I want to meet Agnes.
0: Me too. I wonder if she's like a sad ghost or like a mean ghost because of all that she went through though.
1: I know. I feel for her. I would love to just go there to leave her flowers or something. You know, it's horrible what she had to go through. Mm-hmm.
0: Her story has been shared or inspired in modern media. It was referenced in Shadow of Night by Deborah Harkness. It was referenced in American Horror Story Apocalypse. I didn't know that. Episode 7, The Traitor.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that either until I read this. And then it mentioned a little blurb of what part it was. And I was like, oh, I kind of remember that. What was the part? It was like... Remember when the witches came back in Apocalypse? Yeah. Okay. So it was during one of the parts with them and someone mentioned a poison powder and one of those warlock guys, it said, was like, oh, I invented it or something. And they were Mm -hmm. like, no, Agnes did.
0: Oh, shit.
1: Yeah. So it was something like that. And I was like, oh, I kind of remember that. I do too. Yeah.
0: Okay, It was also 2019 inspo for the short story The Last Witch of Berwick House by T.J. Podger. May 2022, the first episode of TV show Lucy Worsley Investigates looked into what happened to Agnes Sampson
1: during the witch hunt.
0: Wow, I didn't realize there were so many recent things out about this.
1: Me either, and I really want to watch that show now.
0: Discussed in many books regarding witchcraft and its history and Wiccan religion so lots of of things about Agnes she was a famous witch yeah she was the whole thing is just so sad I mean when I went to Salem I mean obviously I knew about the witch trials and you know what they did to them but I think just hearing more about the stories just made it so much more real and people go to Salem for it to be a fun activity for the fall and everything but like then you hear about what actually happened there and it was horrifying
1: mm-hmm. that's why I make sure to visit the graveyard and their memorial when I'm there
0: yeah we did that at night but it was just the whole thing it's like yes it's a big tourist attraction now but if I were those souls that were roaming the town I would be so mad hmm it's just horrible yeah. what
1: they had to go through Hopefully, a lot of people are there to honor them in their own way, and the thing that I really like about Salem, too, is outside of the whole tourist part of it, and obviously going there to see the historical side of it, I like how people freely walk around like I'm a witch, yeah, and they're not being condemned for it.
0: Yeah, almost like this is how far we've come. Yeah. Yeah. And...
1: In a way, honoring them through that. Yeah. I mean, that's my perspective when I go there. But yeah, the more and more we read about these, and we should cover more of these once in a while, because, I mean, we haven't even tapped into the whole witch trial and burning in Europe. We -hmm. we briefly mentioned that during Salem witch trials, but... That would probably be multiple episodes long.
0: Yeah, I mean, it definitely needs to happen at some point. But yeah, the the whole history behind it is just horrifying
1: to think about. Yeah. It's almost like the witch trials happened, and then years and years later, the satanic panic happened. And I feel like they're similar in certain ways. Yeah. Where people just went freaking haywire and accused people of things that weren't actually happening or went overboard with things that weren't actually happening and literally people lost their lives because of it but obviously the witch trials were an even greater extent and happened all around the world it's just to... so scary that
0: it could like get to that point and so much damage can be done
1: yeah it was so extreme yeah like, how did they even come out of that? Ugh. So many lives lost and generations lost. So fucking awful. Yeah, literally horrible. All right. So you have anything else you want to mention before we get into our spiel? Make sure you check out our new merch. We also
0: still have some tank tops left that you could pair very cutely with the sweatpants that are gonna be out if they're not yeah. already. So make sure you check out the older stuff as well as the new stuff. Our link tree and our bio has our website where you can buy the merch. And there's also the Instagram shop where you can buy the merch as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. And hopefully by then we'll also have some updated pictures of those tanks for you guys. So you can get a better visual of what they look like and what they look like on. Yeah. So check it out. Yeah. And into our spiel... So you can go on our
0: Instagram at Crime Cults and Coffee. That's where we post our weekly photos from episodes and coffees that we've reviewed. Like I said as well, our link tree in our bio has all of our listening platforms. You can check that out. Also, you can find us on Facebook at Crime Cults and Coffee. And that's where we post pictures from every episode and the resources from every episode.
1: If you want to give us a case suggestion or send us a listener story, you can DM us at Crime Colts and Coffee on Instagram, or you can send us an email at coffee at gmail.com. Also, if you would be so kind, if you want to leave us a review or a rating, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, you can do that. We will send you free stickers. <laughs> and if you can't do that, On any listening platform of your choice, you can like, you can follow, you can subscribe, and that will let you know when new episodes come out each week.
0: Yeah. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you. And
1: see ya.